0: Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well they say timing is everything. They also say there's never a perfect time for anything. Take your pick. Think about it. Whilst I ask you a question, is embarking on a recruitment campaign weeks before the RCN and other unions plunges into strikes and aggravation at a time when nurse wage increases have been washed away in a tidal wave of inflation and the la- and last year forty thousand nurses left? Is it the best time? And let's not forget we'll be facing higher taxes and cuts to public expenditure. Jobs and work in the public sector are going to get a lot harder. All right, there's no right time. I doubt right now in a full jobs market where employees can carry a premium, too many people are going to see the NHS as a good bet. Appealing to people's humanity is one thing, getting a mortgage is another. Alas, trusts have no control over pay and little influence over recruitment, but they have total influence over the working environment. Right now, their best option is to make a gargantuan effort to hang on to the people we have and find ways of increasing productivity without antagonising everyone, with a clumsy narrative implying people aren't working hard enough. For an organisation that relies on people, the NHS isn't very good at people. Writing in the June uh, CIPD People Performance Evidence Review, Gifford and Waitrack tell us, quote, Employee performance is one of the most important outcomes in management and organisational life. Well, how right they are. It's a tragedy that too many NHS employers treat the topic so casually. The people, and often their relatives, regularly write to me about rigid rotors, lacks of breaks, uncivilised rest facilities, no hot fresh food, no free parking, lack of respect and inclusion, no exit interviews, it just goes on and on and on and we're familiar with all the problems. So why are so many trust boards complete Neanderthals when it comes to understanding, never mind developing, employee performance? I think it's because we're still fixated on task performance, reducing waiting lists, targets and whatnot, bring the numbers down, whatever. We ignore contextual performance, the extra things that people do. It's called organisational citizenship. It takes the employee beyond the job, into a voluntary space where nurses go without breaks, stay late, junior doctors sleep in a chair, live on Mars bars, clinicians open clinics early, surgeons operate knowing the tax man will wipe out whatever they earn. Without understanding it, the NHS is surviving on organisational citizenship and the residue of something called adaptive performance. That's what happened in COVID. People adapted to unexpected change. Flexible and agile, solving problems, took responsibility. Nervous managers saw their authority eroding and now they're trying to claw it back. The NHS is hypnotised by measuring organisational performance, inspection, regulation, targets. They become an end to themselves. Key issues around an individual's adaptive performance, such as responsiveness, behavioural flexibility or learning opportunities, have gone with training budgets and political imperatives. International HR guru Matt Whedon tells us, We've got to build organisations which enable people to enjoy what they do, receive recognition for what they do and progress in what they do. How? How? While well, managing performance outcomes isn't smart, managing inputs is. Paul Busted, Chief People and Culture Officer at University of Leeds, says the more you can attend to the well-being and wellness of your staff, the greater they will perform. Think of the employee as a citizen of the organisation, a stakeholder. The things that help are role clarity, technical tools in the NHS speak, uh, that means making work easier by the use of practical technology, not the bonkers stuff that NHS digital pedal. autonomy, recognition and encouragement. The NHS has to get to grips with the concept that people come to work and want to do well. It's the role of managers to understand why they don't, why they give up, and most important, why they leave, why they walk away from their investment in a career, renounce their citizenship in the organization. High work pressure, an unfavorable physical environment, and emotionally demanding interactions drain employees and are a predictor of staff well being. The NHS is a cocktail of all three. That has to change. Trust leaders must have a clear understanding of performance, not at organisational level, but at employee level, because that's where the magic happens. M-A-G-I-C. M. Membership of a team, a stakeholder, citizen, feeling secure to speak and innovate. A. Accountability, a feeling of belonging, needed, responsible, supported, recognised and encouraged. Goals roles, and processes, goals, roles, and processes aligned across the organization. I is for information on the success and challenges of the organization, transparent and shared with everyone. And C, a clear line of sight between an individual's ability to perform and how they play a part in the organization's success. It starts with a conversation, something like, I know you want to do a great job, how can I help? Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilley. Bye-bye.